0: Hello, online world. This is Off the Record with Mix Bustos, and we have a very special guest for you today. Uh, to the one staying at home, and this is a story of inspiration. Uh, we have Doc Mico Soliano here, was tested positive for COVID nineteen, and he's just going to share his story on how uh, he 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 is still dealing with it right now. And I hope na magahanap tayong one or two things um, to. Uh, Learn from him, especially um, the power of prayer is really important right now uh, in this crisis that we are facing. And I hope you get to enjoy this video. Hi, Miko. So how did it happen? When did you first learn about it? What uh, What symptoms did you experience? And how was that like? Okay, So I was exposed to a patient who came
1: in for generalized body weakness on the evening of March 6. I visited him for three to five minutes, explaining an ECG tracing. And thereafter, no more exposure. Two days after, I had some colds with some chills, immediately took some paracetamol and multivitamins, and that was gone the next day. However, I still had some itchy throat and a dry cough. And on that same day, that patient uh, we found out was positive. When he found out that was positive, Since I had symptoms, I was immediately tested and then sent on home quarantine. Two days after again, um, I was still feeling a bit, uh, I had less of of the cough and the itchy throat. But since I found out I was positive at that day, I was immediately admitted to the hospital and then isolated. During the hospital stay though, I had no more cough, no more itchy throat. But the peculiar thing was that I had no sense of taste nor smell at all. And I slowly regained that four to, day, four to five days after. And that's when um, I became asymptomatic or I had no more symptoms at that time. So I was already um, under recovery and things were going better at that time. But those were very mild symptoms.
0: What happened? Uh, what was the first thing that went into your mind, uh, Miko, when you found out that you tested positive?
1: so first thing again i thought i first thing i really thought of was i was going to cause a lot of stress i was going to cause a huge depletion from the exposure aspect of what i of me being a positive patient there was a lot of guilt that came that came to me because i knew that i was creating a stress not just me but for so many people around me and you know, I knew that I would be fine. I knew statistically I would be a mild case. But things set in that when you're exposing other people, you're creating so much stress for other people that you feel guilty that you're not, that you're not actually helping anyone to contribute to a positive outcome. But you're just basically putting a weight on their shoulders and not being able to do what they can.
0: Nico, how is the, how is the road to recovery?
1: So, road to recovery was more of a mental battle. Um, as I said, I was very guilty with this entire thing that I was creating. But there was a lot of anxiety involved. Um, especially when I was sent home from the hospital because you're anxious about the possible exposure that you can cause. Since I live with my mother, um, I'm so worried about her being exposed to my laundry, to my garbage, to whatever I touch, to whatever I have to bring out of the house or from my room. Um, and, you know, that that takes a mental toll on me. And it was something that I had to, until now, I'm kind of paranoid about it because I don't want to expose anyone from this disease because it's a very very
0: very fast one and can deteriorate patients in a matter of days miko when we talk about support system how did you cope and you said that you were kind of feeling guilty na may stigma diba but at the same time did yeah. you feel that also on the receiving end how was the support that you received from your family and your friends
1: so one thought also came into my head at that time was that i would have a stigma that I'm a positive patient and then people would be scared to even go near me. At that time, yes, I was isolated, but I was overwhelmed with the support that I got. My family, as soon as they found out I was positive, started calling me, getting updates, being there just outside the hospital, just staying, trying to take care of me, seeing that all my needs would be met. My friends would contact me every single day, asking how I was my fellow doctors, even my seniors and even my consultants were checking up on me and that was super overwhelming and that support system was such a huge factor in me on a day-to-day basis because it kept me afloat. It kept me in a positive attitude. On times that I would be, you know, just looking out the window, thinking about myself, a lot of it had to do with prayer and that really helped me, you know, just having... Absolutely nothing in control right now. It it you know, you find some solace in prayer, in surrendering things to God. And it gave me a lot of peace of mind as well at that time. And you surrender yourself to to God and that sense that He gives you that sense of assurance that things will be fine, that things will be better, that things you pray. And you know, my, my mom would always give me every every day, every day she would send me messages to read upon this verse read up on this story, pray, always be praying. And whenever she does, it's a gentle reminder to me that I should. Because whenever I would do so, I'm able to release some of my frustrations. And as I do that, I get a sense of calmness. I get a sense of being grounded again, of being trusting to the Lord and being surrendering to Him because we know that at the end of the day, He's in control. And I try to pray every day. I try to read up on the verses that my mom gives me because um, actually, there's one verse that, um, if I may, it's Psalm 91, verse 10. Um, No harm will overtake you. No illness will come near your home. God will command his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will carry you in their arms and you won't hurt your feet on the stones. And I, I really take that into heart right now, especially um, me, since right now I've gone through it, I know it's a verse that can really help, especially someone who just got diagnosed. And it's something that we sometimes people take for granted, but you know, when you're put in this situation, you have no other place to go to. This is one place that you can always go back to. A lot of people, especially in my age, um, have difficulty with religion. And if there's, so, if there's always something I tell you is that even if you turn your back on the Lord, you will always have war- arms wide open when you look back to Him. And that's something that I always take to heart. And I always re- remind whoever is in question of their faith, that no matter what happens, you may be going through your own process right now that you can always go back and lean on him no
0: matter what problem you're going through. Now, being in your field, Miko, of course, it's going beyond the call of duty. And I'm sure that once you recover, what are your plans? I'm sure you want to get back on the front lines. Uh, Do you have any plans already of uh, going back once you are cleared?
1: Yeah, immediately. Um, All I'm waiting for right now since I'm clinically stable already are my negative results. Um, I just need to make sure that those are negative because I am still a risk to other patients. Hence, I need to make sure that I am a negative patient. But at the end of the day, this is my calling. You know, I took an oath and no one has to force me in doing my duty as a doctor. This is something that goes beyond an individual. And if there's something I can do to help right now, I would immediately, immediately want to do that. It's something that gives me purpose. And if that doesn't motivate anyone to do, their, to do their purpose in life, I don't know what will. So I'm itching to get back, but responsibly.
0: Yes. Uh, lastly, Miko, for the benefit of our viewers watching now on ANC, um, can you give us some tips, some advice on the ones who are dealing with this, dealing with anxiety, uh, some depression, or maybe uh, the ones who have it, the ones who are positive, or the, and the family members also, how to better take care of one another. Okay,
1: Um, so for the patients that are diagnosed with this disease, I want you to remind yourselves that to appreciate the things that you have. Be grateful for whatever you have and still look for a positive in everything that's happening right now. If you can help yourself think of the positive things, it will go a long way. You have to see that you're fighting for something. Yes, you're fighting for your life, but after this, when you recover, You have so much more to give and I want you to remind yourselves of that. Take this as an opportunity right now to do what you can for everyone that's in this pandemic, especially the relatives of the patients. Take this time as an opportunity to say what you want to say, do what you want to do and make the most out of it. Right now we know how precious life is and we know how precious a circumstance is. It's changed so much lives right now, especially mentally. And we have to be smart with everything we do. We have to be educated. And once we educate ourselves, especially right now with this, with this disease, we want to execute what we finally know about this. If there's anything that, that this situation has shown, is it highlights the people you're with and how important they are to you. They'll give you your laughs. They will give you your tears and all sorts of emotions that you have experience in your life. We're going to appreciate them a lot more from now and after this, after this whole pandemic is over with. We're going to be grateful for everything they've done for us and we're going to love every single bit of them because now we realize what they're actually worth is to us. I want people to be very disciplined right now. They need to understand that there's a lot of sacrifice that's involved, especially with what we need to do to to face this challenge and to overcome it, and a lot of patience as well. So when it comes to what we can do, again, personal hygiene: wash your hands as much as you can. Don't touch your faces. When we're on lockdown, please be responsible and vigilant to what the government is telling us to do right now. Um, very sensitive topic, but I know, but it is the best thing for us to stay at home okay? If there's also anything, take this as an opportunity. This is one huge opportunity for everyone. As much as we're at home, there's so much we can do. The fact that we're having this interview right now is also something that is also a sign that we can do something while we're at home. If you want to contact your friend that you haven't had a conversation with for the past 10 years, go and contact him. If you want to start dancing, you want to start singing, you want to act, you want to do anything creative, go ahead, do something for yourself. Because whatever we do right now will be, will be something that we, that we as human beings are improving upon every, each and every day. So why we want to avoid uh, contact with anything. We want to have our, our hand hygiene being done regularly. We want to isolate ourselves if we think we are people under investigation or under monitoring. Be disciplined. Sacrifice a bit. It will go a long way. And next, encourage other people to do the same as you're doing. Because to flatten the curve or to really combat this disease, it's really an effort among, among all of us. That's something we need to realize. That it's not just one person to, that, that,
0: that has the responsibility. But everyone has a responsibility right now. So Lastly, Miko, I'll give you this opportunity to give a shout out to everybody who supported you uh, last uh, who stood by your side all the way, and uh just uh to show them appreciation,
1: Wow, oh my god yeah. um, there's so there's so much people like uh, the overwhelming support right now is unbelievable, and if there are people I would shout out to it's first off my family, my sisters, my two sisters, my mom, my dad um To everyone, my titos, my titas, here and abroad, my girlfriend, (laughs) um, she's a fellow doctor and, you know, she's been through worse times than this and, you know, um, she's someone I always lean on and especially in this case. To my fellow workers, my fellow frontliners, my fellow residents, um, thank you so much for all of this. Um, you've just been such an inspiration to me. If there's anything, all of you, all frontliners, they've been a blessing to see them work no matter what situation they were put in.
0: And hey, I love you all. <laughs> you know that. Well, thank you so much, Doc Nico Soliano, for sharing your story of inspiration. I hope you get well soon. And I hope uh, that your story serves as motivation uh, for people Uh, to get out of their anxiety, to get out of that depression. And sana, eh, uh, maging uh, example ka para sa mga taong needing uh, who needs God the most. So there you have it. This is Off the Record with Mix Bustos with my guest, Miko Soliano. Thank you guys for watching this video. Stay safe and...